Hi, welcome to the Movement for Modern Life podcast. I'm Kat Farrance and I'm founder of the Movement for Modern Life, known as the Netflix of yoga. In this podcast, I'll be exploring ways that we can all move more freely towards a healthy, happy and sustainable life. I'll be meeting teachers and experts in a variety of different fields. I'll be sharing with you some of my tips and tools that I have in my toolbox so you can take your small steps towards a healthy, happy, sustainable life. And this is Kat, founder of Movement for Modern Life. Today I have episode 13 of our Champions of Change series, and this features Alexandra Pope and Shiani Hugo Wurlitzer, who are co-founders of the Red School. I think that you are going to absolutely love this conversation because it's, I just learned so much from these two amazing women. They're absolutely radical. There's nothing more dangerous than a woman being kind to herself. It's about how women can learn to be champions of their own body, how they can learn to take take our own power back, really. And it's absolutely thrilling for me to learn. I am totally gutted that I've only found this out at the grand old age of my mid-40s. If only I had known this stuff as a teenager. If you have teenagers, please... Tell tell them all of this stuff. Please tell them the art of listening to their bodies, how they need to learn to learn their own body's intelligence. This is what I've found out in this conversation. And my whole delving into menstrual cycle awareness has been just so much richer than I ever could have thought. We've got all of this power, all of this knowledge within our bodies, and we really haven't been using it. And I think it's time to it's time to change that so go ahead give this a listen and let me know what you think so today I'm joined by Shani and Alexandra Pope and you are the co-founders of the Red School and I am so thrilled to be joined by you guys thank you for um, having a chat what you have done, which for me has been so remarkable, and you just have to correct me if, if I'm wrong, but you founded um, a school in which women are not only accepting their menstruality, but also it's a sort of, it holds a secret, it holds a key for us to come into our own power. What started you guys on this journey? <laughs> Oh, I I love those leading questions. I love, Kat, your naming of this key to our power that you bring that in, actually, because that is sort of the heart of what we're doing at Red School. We're restoring menstruality. We're restoring the power of the menstrual cycle. But what we're deeply restoring is, um, well, within that, what we are restoring is the sort of the female sort of spiritual way if you like and how um, which is this journey to this sense of deep empowerment in ourselves and it's that restoring this knowledge has just such massive impacts on our health and well-being you know on our well-being at all levels from our physical health to our spiritual flourishing if you like so this of course did not come about overnight (laughs) It has been over 
35 years in the making for me. You know, what we teach today sits on years of paying attention and staying close to initially my cycle. And um, then, of course, I joined forces with Shani 10 years ago, and it's been our sort of collective work together, but also through working with women through all our workshops and courses and everything through the years. So there is this sort of real collective process um, that's gone. You know, it's been the alchemy, rather, of women coming together around this that's allowed us to find what it is that's powerful about the power of the cycle. What is spiritual about the spiritual process of the cycle? We've been able to then articulate it. It's like we've been crafting a new lexicon. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing is, you know, what kicked all this off in the first place? You know, that's you, right. you don't wake up. Road. <laughs> yeah, you don't wake up one morning and go, you know, <laughs> menstruality. The word didn't exist then. Good career move. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and uh, this was the dark ages when I set off. I mean, today you might wake up and go, menstruality, great career move, because suddenly it's everywhere. <laughs> but I was like the pre, pre, pre dark ages, you know. <laughs> and I, I think, to, firstly, I have to say, I think I was coded for this when I came into the world. Mm -hmm. I absolutely know this is, and it almost makes me teary saying that to you, that there was just this deep intimacy with something that I came in with mm -hmm. and that I was growing into through the vicissitudes of my life, through the challenges and opportunities of my life. It was, so, it was as though I was being guided in something, Kat. You know, you call that your dharma yes really my dharma absolutely my calling and there were certain steps on that journey one is that I had a very magical experience of awakening just before my fir very first bleed at menarche and I feel I was inoculated at that moment against the shame and the crap around menstruation I see it because I have never ever felt that I felt shame yes but I've never felt shame with menstruation ever. Wow. Uh, none of that crap around the menstrual cycle. Um, and so in my 20s, mm -hmm. I mean, I had a brief flurry with the pill and quickly woke up from that. And I wanted, I wasn't wanting children, I wanted contraception. And I learned about fertility awareness. And so that was the first kind of grounding in something. I just implicitly felt that this was empowering, that all women should know this full stop. I was a little bit militant about it, I have mm. to say. Mm. <laughs> and so I was getting rooted in something then. But the sort of formal announcement, as I like to say, of my... Um, stepping up to this work in a very conscious way, although I didn't know it, was when I got the most outrageous menstrual pain just before my 31st birthday. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was shattering. And this pain came back every month. It could last for three, sometimes four days. It was just a complete mind screw up, you know, and body screw up. It was hell. And I didn't want to take drugs and I didn't want surgery. I just knew that was just not the path for me. And so I essentially sort of began this odyssey of healing, Kat, and I made the radical decision to believe in my body and listen to it and give space to menstruation. It sounds so simple, but it was incredibly radical. No, that's really not simple. That's not normal. And it's incredibly radical because, um, you know, I remember, especially as a teenager, I really, really suffered. 
and nobody talked about it. It was massively shaming. It would never, ever have occurred to me to have taken control and to say that my body was saying something. I think most of us are a distance away from our bodies and, you know, especially when you're a teenager, you're going through that or whatever. But I think to actually wake up and realize, hold on, let's dive deep into this feeling. That's a, that's a very enlightened, that's a very yogic thing to do because that's mm-hmm. what a yogi does. We feel mm-hmm. into what we do. Mm-hmm. And that's an amazing decision. I think mm-hmm. that's beautiful. It sort of links back to just coming back to your original question when you asked it, Kat, like, where does this work come from? Mm. It sort of reminded me of how many women ask us, you know, is this like ancient knowledge that comes from sort of tribal cultures and whatnot? And well, whilst I'm sure that when we lived closer to nature, uh, we did pay more attention to cyclical life, both in ourselves and around us. What we're teaching really is new, it's modern, and it comes out of this thing of when something disturbs us, here's the key, right? Like when something disturbs us in our being, whether it's, um, you know, menstrual pain that shows up as it did for Alexandra or, or, you know, we're having problems conceiving or we have ill health or something, it demands our attention. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the cycle was shamed and relegated as being a problem for women. And, you know, we've pretty much been ignoring our menstrual cycle for decades now so it's gone completely underground and there and from there this happening I know pretend it's not happening and you know what happens is our bodies speak to us and so disturbances and symptoms and problems come up and they demand our attention and here's the magic ingredient which I mean yogis know and it is absolutely true when it comes to the cycle attention the moment you start paying attention, you realize there's this sort of living intelligence inside your body, this living cyclical intelligence that you're in relationship with. And it's like a teacher. It starts to speak to you and reveal things to you and things begin to evolve. Mm-hmm. So this is exactly what has happened with this work. You know, we have been listening to our cycles and talking with other women who are listening to their cycles and bit by bit, we've been hearing what the power that's there we've been hearing the intelligence that's there the the integrity that's there and now we have this full body of work that we teach women with you know different maps and layers and it's very rich and multi-layered and subtle but it's all come out of that magic ingredient called an attention <laughs> which is so powerful mm. yeah yeah that's the uh, that is I think if there was somebody could say there's one key to life mm. I think that would probably be it just yeah. I, 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 yeah. 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 We were actually talking about that a couple of weeks. I, I was just having a moment. I was saying to Alexandra, attention <laughs> is the most powerful, you know, asset we have. What we do with our attention is, you know, profound and, and, and what that generates in response. Yeah. So I'm with you, Kat. And it's so interesting that nowadays um, it's, we've sort of, I believe that we've got an attention economy, you know, with, um, Facebook and things like that. All people want from us is our attention and it is our most powerful asset. And we spend all our time diverting our attention, distracting ourselves, putting ourselves on social media and looking at our inboxes compulsively, our phones 900 times a day or whatever ridiculous thing it is. Also that we can avoid the experience of being human. Mm. Oh, well said. That's profound. 
Well said. Yeah. Yeah. And and hence why we need these practices yeah. like yoga and mindfulness. And we just want to add menstrual, menstrual cycle, cycle awareness, awareness. to that category. <laughs> it is the mindfulness practice for women. It's the way that we keep kind of coming home to ourselves. I yeah. love that, the mindfulness practice for women. And it's um it's being aware of um of your embodiments. I think you're you absolutely hit the nail on the head, Tony, when you said women sort of come to it when we experience problems with fertility, with our menstruation, with our premenstrual um, symptoms, and we're saying, oh, is there a thing for this? And I get a lot of people saying, oh, is there a yoga pose for this? And of course, the trouble is life is holistic. It's not about do one pose at one time of the month, and that will fix everything. It's about how do you prepare for that time? And I think that's what you guys... Um, well, that's, that's what I've taken away. So um, I'm going to just let everyone know that, about a secret, which is we have got a brand new course coming up, which is our hormonal balancing course. And I've been reading some of the amazing writing that the Red School have created for this course. So thank you so much. Mm. And a lot of it is about how we care for our bodies throughout our seasons, our cycles. So mm. it's not just now I need to be fertile. What's the pill? Now I need to stop my cramps. What's the what's the remedy I can take right now? It's a cultivation, something like that. Absolutely, Kat. It is, you know, I said it sort of earlier, really, the restoration of the knowledge of the whole cycle process mm -hmm. um, restores an inner integrity to your being mm. that reduces stress actually in a word so your symptom is in many ways an expression of the cycle itself not being um fulfilled funny you know it's it's kind of like it's our inner ecology mm. and you know the ecology's got out of balance and it's showing up as period pain or pms or infertility Mm -hmm. And that when you start to restore the ecology of the whole cycle, mm -hmm. then it's like, um, I sort of want to move my body, but people can't see me doing this. <laughs> it's like when you restore the whole ecology, then things start to fall into their rightful place in your being sort of thing. Something eases in your being and it literally does reduce stress. So what we mean by restoring the ecology of the cycle is starting to live very mindfully with your whole cycle, honoring each phase of the cycle. So each phase of the cycle has its own characteristic, mm -hmm. its own kinds of needs, its own expressions, if you like, quality of energy and so on. Mm -hmm. And when you start to cooperate with these different almost faces of yourself, these different tones within yourself. They're like different, they're like different gear changes you go through actually. And when you start to recognize and pace your life according to the rhythm of the cycle, what you're doing is you're starting to fall back into yourself. And you're starting to be organized by yourself rather than being organized by the world, which is always a disjuncture. It's always a tension. You know, that's not you. Mm. So you, cycle awareness pulls you back into and down into yourself. In another way of saying it, it's like 
pacing your own nervous system, actually, to put it in a very kind of basic way. You really are doing that. But as you lean back into and trust and move as best you can within the demands of daily life, this inner rhythm, you start to feel lovely shifts go on in you. Mm. And one of them is you start to feel kinder with yourself, which is powerful for women. You start to cut yourself more slack because we are so tough on ourselves as women. That is just our real Achilles heel, that one. So you start to be kinder with yourself naturally. And the other thing that comes in with that is you start to be more boundaried because we get very stressed and exhausted by having very permeable boundaries, by saying yes to everybody and everything and trying to perform and, you know, be the perfect whatever Mm -hmm. for everyone. And very subtly, cycle awareness starts to alter that and bring you into this, I can only describe it, Kat, as a kind of inner sweetness with yourself. And then when you come to the premenstrual phase, let's say you have PMS, mm-hmm. you're arriving there more soothed, you're more in yourself, right. you're more connected to yourself, and you've honored yourself in the other seasons, and you will find you have less reactivity. You yeah, will find it boils up, doesn't it? It's yes. hard to control it at that time of the month, I find. <laughs> Yeah. So so actually that's got to be true, hasn't it? For every kind of anger in any time. If well, if you were feeling more soothed, if you were feeling more nurtured, then you wouldn't need to react in that way. So of course that makes complete sense that mm-hmm. a nurturing of yourself, a kindness to yourself throughout the month would mean that when it comes to that horrendous time for everybody else <laughs> yeah that's that's really um eye-opening and, but, and what about the physical side of things like the immense cramps and the pains that we can experience I always had a lot of period pain mm-hmm. um yeah, how can very, we very does good it, question does it address that yeah well well um let me say just first generally, and, and Alexandra will speak to the period pain bit mm-hmm. as she has lived that, but just generally, you know, when you talk about any symptoms, whether it's uh, period pain or fertility issues or like serious premenstrual disturbances or whatever it is, I think of like the conditions for healing as being number one, relaxation. So kind of soothing the nervous system. That's one of the conditions that's really needed for the healing intelligence of the body just to unravel. And the other is connection, connection to yourself. So you're able to listen and respond to your own needs. So the cycle is doing both of these things. It's supporting us to, um, as Alexandra so beautifully described, really relax into, you know, who we are at any given time and just to really be able to pace our own nervous system. And that then is going to kind of relieve all sorts of tension through the body. But it's also bringing us into this relationship with ourselves where we're really noticing 
what we're needing and we're responding to it. That's what the practice of cycle awareness is. It's like, oh, today I've got lots of energy. <gasps> How can I use this? Or, oh, today I just feel like oh, I'm comp- like somebody pulled the plug out of me and I'm just like, Ugh. you know, how can I really go with that and just let myself give in and, and kind of receive when I'm in that place? So it's that listening and responding. Mm-hmm. So this is going to completely transform our kind of physiology on so many, mm. so many levels. I mean, you're you're reducing stress, you're going to be reducing inflammation, you're going to be just creating a system that is more um, absorbent of goodness and, and all those kinds of things. But Alexandra, do you want to speak specifically to period pain? Because there's some really good things that you have to say about that that are practical and useful. Yes, this is very close to my heart, <laughs> having faced into the depths of agony in you know many years ago, mm. I know that particular hell, and I came through that, and you know this is what I've really understood. actually, it's really riding on the back of what Shani has just really beautifully articulated. That is absolutely the foundation of it, mm. okay now, the thing is, with period pain. It's really what happens before you come into the bleed that's as as important as as what's happening in the bleed. Mm -hmm. So it's how you deal with the premenstruum and especially coming close to menstruation itself. You need to slow down ahead of the bleed and your body will give you clues. You will feel yourself, you know, a few days before you bleed, a couple of days say or so, you will suddenly feel yourself wanting you know, just to sort of step back from the world. And a lot of that premenstrual reactivity is just usually a sign that we need time and space for ourselves, full stop. And that is the remedy, (laughs) full stop. Now, how we get it is another matter. Mm. And we can come to that later. Mm. But it's the body getting us to start to slow down because The thing about menstruation is we are entering a highly expanded state of consciousness. We are entering into actually a a kind of spiritual dimension here, but let's just talk about it as this expanded place of awareness. Mm. And to get to that place, you can't go there through your everyday imagination, your everyday mind. Mm. You have to be sort of prepared for it. You have to be made more sensitive because when we're in our everyday mind, we're all lovely and armored up and (laughs) cracking on with life. And that is all gently dismantled in the (laughs) premenstrual. So that we come to menstruation feeling quite sensitive and open. And it's our quality of pacing of that sensitivity. Because if you're not pacing that sensitivity and you're trying to push yourself, can you see how you're setting yourself up with terrible tension? Mm. You're fighting your spirit and you're armoring something. And if you can start to slow, reduce the tension, reduce the pressure before you bleed. Mm. You will have a different experience when you bleed. It will ease something. I'm not saying it's going to cure things, but it is absolutely a step on the journey for easing things. So, okay, so let's imagine you have, um, you know, managed to pace yourself and slow down. And so you're arriving at menstruation with much more mindfulness. It's like you're really feeling 
the shifts and changes, like the cogs changing in your psyche, the positioning and movement of things, and you are just riding that shift in energy. And then you feel yourself drawn at menstruation. If you're following your body, you will feel this need to suddenly go in and just drop everything. And that's the body saying, this is the medicine you need to let go. Mm. And just utterly surrendering. And now this may seem completely wild to someone who's in agony. So bear with me, all of you who are listening. Just hold your horses for a moment. If you're able to start to follow that and really let go of the pressures of the world, and this is a huge thing to do, and it doesn't happen overnight, but let's just do the ideal situation and then we'll come back to the practicalities. So the ideal would be that you could just deeply drop Mm. and drop your bundle and drop the world Mm. and drop into your body. I would say just that alone would make a difference. Mm. Now, when that is then combined with dietary stuff, Mm -hmm. you have an extraordinarily potent remedy for healing menstrual symptoms. Dietary stuff and maybe some herbal, because there's lots of good herbal things. I'm not going to go into those sorts of details because I'm not a health practitioner in that sense. There are so many good remedies for helping. But if a woman is taking those remedies, but still trying to maintain life as usual, Mm. it's not going to work. That's the difficulty, isn't it? Because we're all so darn busy. And if you're prime minister or you're prime minister of your life or of your little domain, you've got a million children running around or... yeah. Teenager, you're doing exams, or you're trying to run a business, or you know, just life is happening to all of us at a million miles an hour. And I get that all the time from people who are like, Oh, I'd love to do yoga at home, but I don't have the time. And you're thinking, Oh, but do you have the time to be ill? You know, and I suppose exactly it comes up with the same thing to be um, in this because we're like, You know, everyone here will be listening, thinking, I would love to be dropping down to relaxing, soothing, to be lying in a darkened room in a fetal position for a few days. But gosh, Mm. the practicalities, eh? Yeah, (laughs) totally. You know, when you describe it like that, I think think it's really good for all of us to kind of hold our hands up and go, hey, we are living in a kind of crazy way. You know, that busyness is an all-consuming thing that the idea of stopping for a day or two is inconceivable. I think, yeah, I mean, I think we all just need to kind of stop and go, this is mad. Mm -hmm. So that's a good place to start. We just go, okay, this is mad. And then also to recognize this is why menstrual cycle awareness is so radical Mm -hmm. and is going to absolutely change your life, your family, our culture, you know, humanity on this planet. It is going to absolutely turn things upside down because we are going to remember how to live rhythmically and we are going to discover the incredible joy and pleasure and satisfaction that comes when we live like that and the potency that we can have in the world when we slow 
down. Because here's the thing, we've forgotten how incredibly potent we become when we slow down. So this is the first thing, if you're listening to this, is just to let yourself imagine to begin with that it is possible to begin to restore rhythm to your life. Just like flirt with that idea for a while, go, hey, what if I really was in charge of my life more than I realized? And hey, what if I could restore a sense of rhythm to my life? So let yourself just be open to that possibility. And then and then here's what gets you there. It's worked in my life. It works in loads of women's lives. You start with 1%, just like a 1% shift towards more rhythm. Absolutely. 1% shift to more rhythm. So you've still got your busyness going on, but you just carve out a little pocket where you are honoring your cyclical change, where you're doing something small each day, perhaps, to just honor your mood and energy, you know, and it's, it is magic. I mean, I think this was how the British cycling team won the Olympics, wasn't it, Alexandra? It was through yes. 1% shifts. It was yeah. so amazing. Dave Brailsford, well, I think that's his name, he, um, he made tiny changes like the height of their pillow and the material used in their clothes, the shape of the seat. It was these very subtle shifts. And he took the British cycling team from nowhere mm. to winning the Olympics, to winning the, um, you know, what's Tour it? Tour de France. Yes. Tour de France. Mm. The Tour de France. And I mean, it was incredible. And it was these 1% shifts. And um, we used to talk about the homeopathic dose. Just take a homeopathic dose of what you want. And then when I read that, you know, that was the homeopathic dose, the 1%. So that's when we started using the phrase, the 1%. Thought, bloody hell, if you can have them winning, excuse my language, (laughs) if you can have them winning at the Olympics, yes, we we can carve out a little time for ourselves, um, you know, when we bleed. And that really resonates with me because what I'm doing at the moment is I'm – making small steps and I'm saying that so I'm on a bit of a journey at the moment and I'm on a journey of discovery basically it's what small steps can I take to live a happier healthier and more sustainable life because that is the life that I want to live and I know that it's close and I know that I don't need to do anything radical right now but what tiny little step can I take on the way and I love this small step to menstrual awareness because I have a mindfulness practice. But you know what? I've never, ever heard in any of the mindfulness practices anything about being aware of your body as a woman, being aware of your women's energy level. And now I'm feeling a little bit outraged. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Join the club. Join the club. (laughs) So, you know, at Red School, we have been the first to name it and claim it. And, yes. you know, we're not going to stop. This is going to become common knowledge in all mindfulness Brilliant. arenas. Yes, totally. Well, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what, you know, I had exactly the same levels of outrage about yoga when, obviously, I've practiced for years and years. But when I sort of realized, hold on a minute, the teachers are saying, oh, if you're on your period, you don't want to do this. Like that's literally the only instruction that you're given is don't do something if you're a quarter, like what? We spend a quarter of our lives having a period. Like you can't just not do something. And then it's like, well, what would it be good to do? Because instead of approaching it like, 
if you're on your period, don't do this. Like, oh, maybe if you're having a period, you might want to think about doing this thing because you'll feel amazing, not just you can't do. So anyway, that was my first level of absolute outrage I had with, I realized. Absolutely. Yoga schools are all created by men. All created by men for men and most spiritual practices are. So, you know, listen up. (laughs) And And even the whole mindfulness of, you know, I'm now becoming a lot more aware of what time of the day I do different things. Mm. So I'm eating at different times to what I've, but actually a mindfulness of my cycle, that is beautiful. That's something that we can do in our walking mindfulness practice, in our daily chopping vegetable mindfulness practice. That's, that's radical. I love it. That's yeah. so practical. That's something that we can do on our daily basis. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love hearing how you're lighting up because we go on about how the menstrual cycle is a woman's spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's because it's built into our body. And it's this, you know, it's this path that you're walking on day in, day out. And just by bringing mindfulness to it, uh, something in you is being awoken each day. Uh, You know, we don't have to go off and do anything. (laughs) We just have to pay attention to how we're being moved through our life. And that's really, you know, that's quite, something isn't it it really is and the other thing I wanted to just quickly because I was really struck by was um when I think it was Alexandra mentioned the potency that we're all capable of because I thought okay so we're That's coming right. to it I came to the conversation on a very low level it was how do I stop feeling period pain how can I increase my chances of having a baby and those are the symptoms as you said but the other thing that you said was Actually, there's this whole area of potency that we're not possibly accessing, but we're not realizing that that is also a symptom that we're, as women, we're playing small in the world. And actually, Mm. there's a little key here to how we can Mm -hmm. be a bigger player in life. Yes. (laughs) I feel sort of shivers go through me when you say that, you know, And it it was Shani that used the word potency. And what happens when you step onto the path of cycle awareness Mm. is that you are stepping into the groove of yourself. The cycle is your direct line to yourself. So when you're practicing cycle awareness, you are practicing this awareness of connection to yourself at all times. So you're getting to know your own nature, who you are, your strengths and vulnerabilities. And we all have strengths and we all have vulnerabilities. Mm. And you learn to, you get to know yours and you learn to care for your vulnerabilities and capitalize Mm. on your strengths. Mm. And when you start to do that, you start to become more coherent, Kat. You're in the flow of yourself. And, you know, psychologists talk about being in the flow. Coaches talk about being in the flow. Mm. We, You know, we have this very real, tangible way of coming into the flow of ourselves. Mm. And when you're in the flow of yourself, you are in your power. You are a force to be reckoned with. This is unbelievably potent, this coherence. You are way more effective. Mm. You know, knowing your limits mm-hmm. and knowing where you're really great, that is just such a potent brew, those two. 
And also, you've got this inner kindness. There's nothing more dangerous than a woman who's being kind to herself <laughs> or more powerful. <laughs> now, that is power on steroids, a woman being kind to herself. Mm-hmm. Truly, mm. really, truly, truly, truly. I've, I've got so carried away with that statement. <laughs> I thought, oh, wow, wow, wow. That's a great statement. Okay, well, absolutely. I mean, in, in a way, I do want to just sort of pause it and have everyone just let that sink in. Like that is a, how revolutionary is it to be kind to ourselves? Because all the magazines, all of life has told us we're not good enough. We need to buy things. We need to do things. You need to be this. You need to earn this all the things that we should be doing in life, you know, and actually it's completely radical uh, to say that we are going to be powerful by being kind. Mm-hmm. And that's because people see kindness as a weakness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh my God. No, that is absolutely everything for us. Mm. Yeah. It's so nourishing. I'm loving this conversation and Kat, I'm I'm loving what you said there around like, oh wow, what if we women are all playing small and what if we could really, you know, play big? And um that got me so excited because we are so passionate about women's leadership. We just recently launched our menstruality leadership program, which is really all around that theme of how, you know, when we really truly honor our cycle. It uh, does all these things that Alexandra has been speaking about, and it creates, um, it really unleashes our power. There's no other way of saying it, so that we can have really potent impact in the world. And and here's the the bit, which I think so many people have forgotten, and feel incredibly joyful and relaxed and easy and good. Like, you know, that that's not at uh, the expense of our own physical, emotional well-being or at the expense of our relationships or any other aspect. We bring our whole life along into the contribution that we make in the world. Yeah. So yes, I'm with you. And I would love to see more women really kind of leaning into the power of their cycle so that they can really fulfill that capacity, you know, that each one of us have got be leaders in our life and, yeah. do, you know. Do, and, do. and also a big, what I hear a lot from people is um, people, obviously lots of us struggle with what's my dharma, what am I meant to be doing in the world? You know, big questions and a lot of folks feel very lost. And I did too until the age of 35. I mean, I did something I hated every day. It was crazy. I did a job I hated and and I felt completely powerless and sort of like a cork floating on the sea and you're just sort of taken by the tides of where you're meant to be going. Oh, well, I've done these exams, so I'll do this and so I'll do this. And it is that thing of not knowing, not being a well acquainted with yourself to make yeah. the right decision as to what is right for me. Exactly. Alexandra, should we tell them the secret? No. Yes. Wow. Yes, well, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I was I think hesitating. Need... I was hesitating, yeah, yeah. but I think, I, I, I think we need to, Yeah, you go for it, Alexandra. <laughs> Reveal well, the secret. Oh, I so love this about the menstrual cycle. You know, this word potency, hmm. the most potent time in the whole cycle is menstruation because drum roll at menstruation you have the possibility if you are honoring 
what you're feeling and what the tendency is, if you're honoring all that, you will feel yourself drawn down deeply into an inner sanctum. We call it the inner temple of women. It's like you come in and you dock in to your deeper self and you connect to who you are and what your calling is, what your dharma is, what your way is. Literally, there are these different elements that happen at menstruation. The first thing is you drop your bundle. So there's this whole kind of release that goes on, and that's crucial. You can't enter the temple carrying all the shit from the month before. So you take all that off you. You leave it at the door, so to speak, and you're tired. So you just simply have to let go. So the first stage is this real resting that goes on, just letting go, and your brain goes offline, and that's the key. Your logical brain goes offline, and you're now in a kind of dreamscape within your mind, just kind of floating. So you are now permeable. Your psyche is permeable. Your brain is permeable for the divine to speak to you, if you like. And if you just keep surrendering and keep surrendering and let go of all pressure from the world, it's very important to feel safe at this time to be able to drop in. Then you will notice a number of things happen. Firstly, you will notice a lovely soothing that happens, which is what we call the oxytocin wash. And you literally feel all your nerve endings soothed, washed by love, literally. It's exquisite. This lovely balm and your cocoons, there's this feeling of cocooning. And then there's this lovely feeling that comes over you of, yes, it's like, it's almost orgasmic. It's like, yes, 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 yes. The rightness, the rightness of myself. Mm. I used, God, it was exquisite. That feeling of just everything. You feel so good in who you are. You know, it's that affirmation. It's so deep and Oh, oh, it's such a gift. So great. <laughs> I mean, every woman should be tanking up on that alone each month. Yeah. Just that deep yumminess. You suddenly feel your life, my life would feel meaningful, even as my life was not looking very meaningful mm-hmm. on the surface. On the contrary, I would come back to this and go, oh, wow. I exist, I have meaning, I have place, I belong. It was mm. so exquisite and beautiful. And then, mm. as if that is not enough, I mean, this menstruation just keeps on giving, doesn't it, Charlie? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you get the, as I like to say, the how to save the world plan. You know, <laughs> you get your download on your particular mission. You know, this is what we call your calling. Your, we call it the visioning. You get this kind of visioning. And, and some people, you almost literally see things, but you just literally get like a download. And, and I just say, take dictation from the divine at this point. Don't do anything. Just take down the instructions because it's huge. It can be massive. And um, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild. It's so amazing. And that is trying to reach you, Kat. Every menstrual month, every bleed, that extraordinary power, now we're talking power, okay? Mm. That extraordinary power is actually trying to reach you each month. Mm. And what if your symptoms, what if your menstrual pain were the universe, you know, working you, trying to work you with this knowledge so that if you were to be with that pain, Mm. you might open to this. I mean, essentially, in a nutshell, it didn't happen overnight. That is what happened to me. Wow. 
That is what happened to me. I stopped at my bleed because I didn't want to take painkillers. I had to take time off work. I was partly self-employed. So I I was a psychotherapist and I used to um, say to my clients, my cycle was regular. Thank the Lord. (laughs) And I would say to my clients, I'm going to be bleeding next week and I don't want to take painkillers. So I will see you on the other side. I mean, I lost income, but believe you me, I was much happier getting healthier and being with less income. And so giving that space is crucial. And then this revelation, the revelations, that sense of me, even as I had pain, And I had to go in, it was a while, you know, getting through the pain, but I was having revelations about the pain first off. I was, it was extraordinary. It's like the, the veils falling from your eyes. I mean, it was just mind blowing. Now, when I think back, I'm almost back there now. (laughs) It was just suddenly you see life, the world for what it is, but it was all kind of through this agony initially. And then the agony decreased and the ecstasy grew. It sounds so melodramatic, but it was it was absolutely what happened. Wow. So real. Wow. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I just want to sort of underline a couple of things. Yeah. I just want to underline a couple of things that you yeah. said, Alexandra, because it's so, um, yeah, it's so inspiring and beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's just, so this is the thing that can really help us to go with our bodies more and to sort of get off the the trend of busyness and doing is when we actually can acknowledge that there are great gifts that come from menstruation that are needed, like sorely, deeply needed by us individually, but also by our culture. I mean, think if each woman was connected to their calling, imagine imagine the world would be living in oh wow you know so that's yeah. you know that's incentive that's permission to take some time off when you're bleeding mm. you know that's really yeah that's uh, full permission well you have it from us but uh, hopefully that piece of information about menstruation has really helped yeah. and then the other thing i just want to highlight which i think is we haven't said quite yet is that symptoms whether it's fertility problems, PMS, period pain, or whatever, there are disturbances that are announcing power, you know, and that there is something in you that is calling for your attention. There is some power, there's some capacity, there's some part of you that is wanting to be known. So that's why listening is so so important and menstruation is the ultimate time for listening really yeah and it sounds to me I mean this is now I can see because on the website we've got lots of yoga nidras for Mm -hmm. menstruation and Uma does her series and obviously she's amazing at doing yoga nidras and I have experienced I've actually experienced exactly what you said with um with yoga nidra I have experienced that and when I've been asked before, you know, how did you come up with Women's Modern Life? And actually, Yoga Nidra was a real, I went through a stage of doing it three times a day. And that was, for me, one of the most powerful things that I could have done. I've always said it's wow. a secret. And actually, it probably connects, doesn't it? Because I was, yeah. I've never actually added the, join the dots. So when I was deeply relaxed, then I was deeply connected 
And that was the time that it all, because it honestly started to flow and it was all through the yoga nidra. And actually, this is what we are needing at this time to put an eye pillow on, to make yourself very cocooned, as you said. Yes. To really create that space to um, to feel comfortable in your body and to exactly. Oh, isn't that wonderful? And it really yeah. Now yeah. it all makes sense. It all makes sense, Kat. <laughs> Immense creativity is born from doing nothing. Nothing. Oh. And doing it at menstruation is like that on steroids. Yeah, so. completely amplified. Yeah. So powerful because you call it the winter months. So menstruation is the winter and that's mm-hmm. when it's dark outside, but mm-hmm. you're very bright inside. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, yes. I, I feel I want to talk to you guys forever. <laughs> For, forever. 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 I'm so yeah. enjoying it. Me too. Yeah. I, I, oh, it's just so moving. It is um, so moving. I feel really, I just feel so moved and so full of love and so full of passion. I just, it hurt, my heart breaks that women are locked outside of this yes. glorious experience. Yes. And just that's our one mission is to restore women to this that's wonderfulness. Because mm. I feel like I've been shortchanged. I'm now in my 40s and I'm discovering this. Why did nobody tell me when I was a teenager? Mm. Mm. And I feel that this is something that every woman should know. You know, yes. when you're a teenager and you're first like, what is this all about? Yes. Somebody should just sit down and say, this is what it's all about. Yes. Oh. Yes. So anybody, it's if you are a happen. teenager, you're lucky. And if you have teenagers, like, get mm. them tuned into the Red School. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. the way of leadership, of power, of coming into your true self, of being freed from the symptoms, the discomfort, the things mm. that our body is saying. I'm trying to tell you something here and you're not listening. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we've got our hormonal balance course. And thank you both so very, very much for writing that and for being fully in charge of that. And thank you to Uma for her yoga practices for it. I feel that this is a complete package. This is something that every woman should you know, it's full of this kind of juicy information, things that we should all be really connecting to, not as in a should, like you should go and make lots of money. But if you do it, you will be more stronger, more powerful, more connected, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and the Red School, you guys have got so much amazing information. You run online courses. Yes. You also run retreats, don't you? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm going on a retreat with these powerful, inspiring, amazing women. That would be just phenomenal. And what a gift. Like if you were, if you're connecting to your daughter or to your mother, like wouldn't that be an amazing thing to experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so where else can people um, find you? How else can people find out more? A really good place to go for people who are curious is our book, Wild Power. Yeah, that that's that's what I would point people in the direction of. Wild, yeah. Wild mm. Power. 
Yeah, it's we go into such detail in the book on the things that we have been speaking about today. It really and lots and lots of wonderful stories in there. Um, and it's the women's stories that bring everything alive too. Yeah, it's a very fabulous resource that that book. Mm. Great. So that is what everybody needs to get a copy of. And where can they follow you and find out more and ask questions? So our website is redschool.net. Brilliant. And we're on Facebook and Instagram. If you stick Red School in, you'll find us. You can find all our links via our website. And I must say, I'm particularly enjoying your Instagram because you've got these really fun, cool graphics about what is going on each day oh yes yeah I'm absolutely loving it yeah I I call it I call it chart art which is you know chart creating little artworks out of my daily cycle awareness practice really fun to do it's absolutely beautiful everyone should really check out (laughs) thanks Kat Thank you. We, we're so happy to have brought this to the Movement for Modern Life community. It's just, you know, yoga and menstrual cycle awareness. Oh, oh marriage the, the sweet, made in heaven. Marriage made in heaven. Yeah. Really? That's why we love the work of Uma and Uma Dinswatuli. Yeah. So it's total pleasure for us. Oh, well, I'm just so, so grateful to have spent the time to have met you, to have learned all of this wonderful stuff. I'm just going to lay down now <laughs> yeah <laughs> let the magic happen just yeah. lie down let and let the magic happen and let it sink oh, yeah. in and if you're listening yeah. to some podcast maybe listen to it again and then maybe listen to a yoga nidra and really just take mm. the time to pause that's the message take time to become aware to listen to pay attention to connect to soothe to relax because this is the power. And we're told that the power is in running around making meetings, but no, a trick. <laughs> this is no, this is it. <laughs> I love oh, it. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Alexandra. Thank you, thank you Johnny. I really, really do. Gosh, I, I love and respect everything that you do. Thank you. Very touched, Kat. Thank you so much. And we are just completely loving movement for modern life. <laughs> oh, yes. It's good when you can get the yoga in your home for that reason. Yeah, mm. really. It, we are the pair of us are totally sold on it. Oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. thank I'm you. So glad. No, mm. thank you both. All right, and we will catch up soon. Yeah. Bye bye. Thank bye. you. Bye. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I enjoyed meeting the Red School. I must say, I found them so fun, profound, witty. Uh, I just learned so much in that. Now, if, like me, you're new to delving into menstrual cycles and the power that women have, and you'd like to find out more, I am very pleased to say that the Red School and Movement for Modern Life are doing a menstrual cycle awareness challenge. And I would love for you to get involved. It's perfect for all people who menstruate, but if you're not one of those, but you wanted to get more in touch with your cycles, or if you're a man and you're curious and you want to find out what is it that people who menstruate, what is it that women go through? What is it that, how could you be there better to support the women in your life? 
it might be for you too. And the course is on the Movement for Modern Life page. So just go to movementformodernlife.com and then you need to go to forward slash challenge hyphen women hyphen wellbeing. But it's on the movementformodernlife.com forward slash podcast page. You'll find those details as well. Now, if you've enjoyed this conversation and you want to find out more about us, obviously just go to movementformodernlife.com. But what I'd love for you to do, please, 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 is to please go to iTunes, give us a lovely big review, all of the stars, and that will help other people find it because otherwise I'm just talking to myself, which is fun. But it's even more fun if everyone else can um, listen along and participate. And let me know on the Movers group, on the blog, on social, what you think of this. And join in our Menstrual Cycle Awareness Challenge. Ta-ra for now. Gosh, I really am so enjoying our journey with our Champions of Change. Going on a journey of discovery, finding out so many new interesting things and ways that I can live my happier, healthier and more sustainable life. I really hope that you're enjoying this voyage of discovery too. For more information on anything in here, please go to movementformodernlife.com forward slash podcast. And I am so grateful to you for listening in and supporting my mission and the mission of Movement for Modern Life so that we can continue to make a difference in the world. Now for my ask. It really does make a massive difference to us if you could take the time to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you found the podcast so that other people might be able to find this and benefit from all the discoveries I'm making. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so very, very much. I'm so grateful to you. And please do find out more about us and support us at movementformodernlife.com. That's all for now. Catch up with you soon.